The Lord is awesome in this place today. He always is. Wherever he is, he's awesome. And we thank the Lord for his awesome presence here with us today. Let's just pray together. Father, thank you again for today and for every blessing that you've poured out upon our lives during this past week. You've kept us, Lord. You've blessed us. You've been with us. No matter what we faced, Lord, you were there guiding us. You were there every step of the way. And we thank you, Lord, for your awesome presence on a daily basis. Thank you for your provision. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Lord, thank you for, for life that you give us. We take nothing for granted this morning, Lord, because you give us life and you bless us with long lives. Some of us are blessed with, as we would say, Lord Jesus, the expression here in South Africa, for salary years. <laughs> Lord, and we, we, we bless you for those, Lord. We are blessed with long life. And it's only because of your goodness. And Lord, we want to thank you for Cynthia. Lord, we thank you for the years that you've kept her. And Lord, she's going to celebrate this amazing, Lord Jesus, year, year in her life, Lord. Where she, Lord, 80 years. What a, what a long, long journey, Lord. She's had, Lord, with you a long journey in this life she's had. And Lord, we pray that you're blessing will be upon her. He will encourage her. And Lord, as she looks back and as, a, as they celebrate as a family during this week, Lord, we pray that they will once again just look back and realize that if it was not for you and your hand upon her life, what would have happened to her? Lord, thank you for the person that she is. Her joy, joyful attitude and personality, Lord, continue, Lord, just to bless her and use her in every possible way, Lord, to impact even more lives during this time. Bless her and we thank you, Lord, for her. Then, Lord, we want to pray for uh, uh, Vivian, Lord, as she, uh, as she goes for this up on Tuesday. We pray that you will, your hand will be upon her, Lord, that you will undertake, that you will go ahead, Lord. You are the God of the impossible, and we entr entrust her into your hands, Lord. We pray that you will be with her. And for the rest of us, Lord, maybe not as well as we should be, maybe struggling with health, maybe struggling in other areas of our lives, Lord, we pray this morning that you will just be there for us as the God who is always present, ready to carry us and ready to keep us. Won't you now continue with us further, Lord? We bless you and we pray that your word will touch our lives and that you will minister to us. Minister to us, Lord, in a special way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. Only, the, uh, only two verses, but sometimes if it's so short, those verses, then there's such a lot that we could get out of it. And let's read it together here this morning. Yes. Yes. By a righteous life. Amen. 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 Oh, thanks a lot, Keith. Brilliant. Excellent. But you hear that Greer is attained by a righteous life. Eh? And that is the truth. That's, that's uh, you know, and we want to thank people who have touched our lives in such an amazing way. And thank you, my dear sister. Let's just read together here in, from verse 6. And God said, let there be an 
expands, is that the correct pronunciation? Huh? Between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the, the expanse, I don't know how to pronounce expanse, and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the, the expanse sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. Oh, that was short and brief. Eh? I even struggled to read it. Eh? That's, may God bless the reading of his precious word. But, you know, day one began with entrance of light, and it ends with the departure of darkness. That's what happened. Eh? That's what we discussed last week. And this morning we are going to study the arrangement of the heavens and the earth, of the expanse, as they would call it. And this morning as we do so, let us realize when we think of the heavens and the earth, you know, people speak about the third heaven, so that means there are three heavens. So the first heaven, that's the birds that fly above us. The second heaven is the sun and the moon and the stars. But then the third heaven is beyond the sun and the moon and the stars. That's where God is. He's beyond that, and yet he's dwelling with us. And you know, Genesis here speaks about the transcendence of God from a theological perspective, and also the imminence of God. So in other words, the transcendence of God, God transcending way beyond us. God, who is greater and way beyond us, is also the one who is close to us. He's imminent, and he's here with us this morning. The astounding and unbelievable thing is that thousands of years before modern scientific investigation and discovery, before science knew anything, before science itself was born, this man, Moses, remember Moses wrote the first five books. We call it the Pentateuch. This man, Moses, writes as though he had read the latest published books by some scientific scholars. And yet, the days of Moses was filled with superstition. And whenever people tried to explain phenomena, they were very superstitious about what was happening. And they, were not, they didn't think scientifically, but they were just very suspicious. And it was in this generation that it was so suspicious that this man, Moses, spoke. It was into this generation, rather, that this man, Moses, spoke. And he wrote as, as though he lived in our day and in our generation. But we've also been made aware of a few things as we think in terms of the greatness of God here this morning. We have been made aware that our earth is considered very average. <laughs> eh? The earth is minor by the size of the four other planets, and we know those planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, which are all gas giants. Neptune is in fact 318 times bigger than planet Earth, and yet it is not Neptune, but the Earth that is the focus of God's attention. Isn't it amazing? The Earth 
that is the focus of God's attention. The anti-creationist view of the origin of the universe is in the beginning was chance plus a speck. Did you hear that? The anti-creationist view, that's their view. In the beginning was chance plus a speck. Do you, rem do you acknowledge that? Do you, do, do you think that's true? There was no space, they say. No darkness, no dimensions, no time. There was just this speck in the beginning and then one day it exploded into a big bang and that's where the big bang theory comes from and the universe was there in that speck that's what they say anti-creationists in that speck was Mozart Einstein Da Vinci Shakespeare in that spec was Michael Jackson. <laughs> In the, that spec were all these popular people. That's what they say, eh? In that spec was love and hatred and forgiveness and patience. But I want to say this year, this morning, right from the outset, the Bible says that in the beginning there was nothing. There was nothing, but there was God and God alone. And everything that man has discovered, all that is known and all that is yet unknown was made by the living, speaking God. No speck is eternal. No speck was there in the beginning. And every speck there is was made by God. Because he's the all-powerful one. He's Elohim, as we discovered last week. You know, when we think of the immeasurable extent of God's power, I want to say this. When we think of that, let's start with the first point here. He has power to expand his creativity and holding ability. I want to repeat that. He has power to expand his creativity and holding ability. Verse 6. Only he has power to create atmosphere, airspace. Only he has power to hold everything together. Only he has that power. God alone created the atmosphere encircling the earth. It didn't just happen by chance. God creates by separating and that's the thing about our God. He's able to separate us and take us and remove us from any situation that we find ourselves in that is challenging and that is destructive. Now the Hebrew word for expanse here, I don't know whether I'm pronouncing it correct, is rakwa, which means to spread out, to expand, and to stretch. And the other one is requia. It means a stretched out, a spread out, a limitless space. Every time it is used, it refers to something vast and limitless and spread out. God said, let there be a vast spreading out, stretching out, a 
vast open space. Yes, let there be a vast, limitless open space in the midst of the waters to divide the waters above and the waters below. Again, verse 6. The only way for life to exist was for God to create a space in which the waters above could be separated from the waters beneath. Can you re do you realize what the earth was like before? It was just water, 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 water above, water below. Millions and billions of liters of water are constantly suspended in the atmosphere in the form of clouds today as we know it. Eh? And of course being much heavier than the atmosphere, only an act of creation could hold it all together. Do you know that water is being restricted in the clouds by God and by God alone? If that cloud burst, then there would not be life here on planet Earth. There's so much more water up there than down here. I don't know if you knew that, but there's so much more. And God decided, I'm going to stretch the Earth. I'm going to stretch everything, and I'm going to stretch it and expand it, and I want to create a distance because there need to be atmosphere on the Earth. And we sense the atmosphere in the earth, whether it's evil, whether it's good, there's an atmosphere. Even here today, there's an atmosphere in our service. An atmosphere of the presence of the Lord. That is, He created that atmosphere. But the only way he could do it was to spread and expand everything. And stretch it to its limits and even beyond. Job marveled at this. And he says this in, verse, in Job 37 verse 16. And I'm using the King James Version here. He says, do you know how the clouds are balanced? Those wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge. We can see the clouds suspended in the air and floating overhead. And yet... They leave us space to breathe. Did you hear that? Space to breathe. God thought about everything. That's going to be life on planet Earth. And I've got to give space and atmosphere for people to breathe. For creation to breathe. I've had to do something. And God thought about all of those things. Things that nobody else would have thought about. He did not miss out on anything. But I want to say this when we think of the stretching. In life, you will be stretched at times. Stretched to the limit. But the stretching is in order for you to expand your influence here among others. To ex expand your witness and what God has accomplished in your life. God has a bigger purpose, brothers and sisters. That's all it says about God stretching. He has a bigger purpose for each one of us. But to, for that to take place, we've got to say, Lord, I'm ready to be used by you. First Chronicles 4 verse 10, we know this very well. This is Jabez's prayer. And he wanted to be used 
to ultimate capacity. His prayer was not self-centered, but rather it was centered upon allowing God to expand his area of influence. God wants to expand your influence for his purpose this morning. And when I think of influence, influence is a process. The higher I go in him, the more powerful is my influence on others. The deeper I, I seek his purposes for my life and the deeper I want to go and grow in him, the deeper my influence becomes. You see, influence is not neutral. I cannot just be neutral and half-hearted and expect to influence others. I've got to go all the way in my influence. And I ask you this morning, how are you influencing others? What God plans to do, no man can stop it in your life. He wants you to impact the lives of others positively today. I ask you, where are you going? Where are you in your journey? Are you influencing others? Are you making an impact on the lives of others? But God not only has power of creativity and holding abilities where he holds everything together and think of how he's held your life together. I love the verse in Colossians 1 verse 17 which says, He's before all things and in him all things hold together. Is he holding everything together in your life this morning? And then secondly, he also has power to arrange and rearrange skillfully. Verse 7 speaks about how God started to arrange everything and put it all in order. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. He rearranged this thing so there was an open space between heaven and earth. We have, we've discovered that now. Since God designed and made it, all you would expect to see are evidences of his wise handiwork everywhere. And so we do. Now consider the way God fixed the exact distance of the earth from the sun. We're not there yet where he made the sun, but I want to mention this year already because we are fully aware of how he worked. I want to just repeat that again. Consider the way God fixed the exact distance of the earth from the sun. It is just the distance it must be to support life. If the earth were further from the sun, the planet would be too cool for a sta stable water cycle. We are alive today because of that. The air we are breathing at this moment has the correct mixture of gases, 78% nitrogen, 21% oxygen, 93% argon, 0.035% carbon dioxide, and 0.035% other gases. If the atmosphere had 25% oxygen or more, spontaneous fire would break out because oxygen 
encourages flammability. If the atmosphere had 15% oxygen or less, we would suffocate. If the atmosphere had more carbon dioxide, the earth would become warmer. If the earth had less carbon dioxide, plants would starve. Or again, consider the tilt of the earth this morning. 25.3 degrees is the tilt of the earth. Eh? Of the but the Earth's axis is about uh, 23.5 degrees, which gives us our moderate seasons. If the tilt was greater, for example, Uranus has a 98-degree tilt. Such a tilt on Earth would cause periodic continental flooding and long periods of darkness. If the Earth's tilt were less, for example, the planet Venus has no tilt, then the lack of tilt would cause equatorial areas, areas close to the equator, in other words, equatorial areas to grow much hotter and the ice caps to expand. Think about it, how God thought about everything. I want you to sit here and think about how amazing our God is this morning. The thickness of the earth's crust is correct. If the crust was thicker or thinner, the oxygen content would either be too small or too great. If the crust was thinner, volcanic and tectonic activity would be enormous here on planet earth. The water vapor level in the atmosphere is exactly as it has to be. If water vapor levels were less, rainfall would be too meager for advanced life here on planet Earth. The force of gravity is exactly right. Did you think about it? Do you realize what God thought about? If this constant force were just a bit stronger or weaker, we wouldn't have life as we know it today. Here is the precise planning and wisdom of a personal God and his wonderful accomplishments. What is it that needs rearrangement in your life this morning? He's able to arrange and rearrange things. What is it that needs rearrangement in your life this morning. Lay it before him. Give him the freedom to arrange the deck chairs, if we could put it in those words, in your life. Whatever those deck chairs are, whatever it is, give him the freedom to arrange whatever he needs to rearrange in your life this morning. God has the ability to rearrange my life to fit into his perfect plan. I thank the Lord for that. So I don't have to settle for second best. No matter what I've done in the past, God still has a plan for my life. 
God's will is discovered as a result of a relationship with him. Do you have a relationship with him this morning? He wants us to know him. He wants us to spend time with him. He wants to share our life with him on a daily basis. Even through the ups and downs, the twists and the turns of life, he wants us to know that he longs to be part of that as well. We need to learn to seek his direction and counsel at every point along the way. Brothers and sisters, if he can organize everything from revolving solar systems to microscopic organisms and have it all working in perfect harmony today, Think of what he can do for you. What he said that he cannot do for you. So whatever needs rearranging in your life this morning, allow the creator to rearrange whatever he needs to. To redeem whatever he needs to redeem. To restore whatever he needs to restore in your life. I ask the question again, what is it? That needs rearrangement. And then finally, he has the power to complete what he begins. And verse 7 says, and it was so. <laughs> and it was so. He has the power to complete what he begins. And it was so. God himself spoke the physical laws into being. God created the laws of nature, putting a circle of air and atmosphere around the earth. God completes what he begins. Let's note the words again. And it was so. Verse 7 says, what God said was done. He commanded and it happened. His words could not be resisted by creation. His words cannot be resisted by us as well. The winds and the sea obeyed him, Matthew 8, 27. The fish obeyed him, Luke 5, verse 9. Even Jonah's fish obeyed him. Jonas's fish right? obeyed him. The demons obey him, Matthew 8, 28 to 34. Even sickness and disease obeys him. Just as God completed creation, so God will complete the work he has started in us. He, he always makes the first move. Isn't that true? He takes the initiative. He always gets our attention somehow. God takes personal responsibility for completing his work in us. God guarantees the outcome. Of his work in us. The ultimate outcome of his work in us. Not only does God start the process and continue the process, he also guarantees its ultimate outcome. God uses everything that happens to us. The good and the bad. To make us more like Jesus. What is it that he's using this morning in your life to make you more like Jesus? You know, I was so blessed <laughs> during our cell group, and I'm not going to mention names, but one person said that this person's father was an alcoholic, 
at how I look at the person's life today and how the Lord, you know, how this person blesses me, you know, and, uh, and you know, to think that he came from, this person came from a home where, where, where there was, you know, where alcohol was just, you know, it was, it was broken, it was dysfunctional. But look at what, the, if I think of what the Lord has done for this person, I stand amazed. And I sat there the other evening, I sat there and I just said, Lord, I thank you for what you are able to accomplish. You are able to take what man has never thought about and turn people's lives around and give them destiny and purpose. Things could have been for this person so different. But today, the Lord is using this person in, a, in, a, in, a, in an amazing way. Then there was another one who said, when the Lord turned my life around, you know, I was so blessed even by this one. When the Lord turned my life around, partying was over. Smoking and drinking was over. Transformation took place. You know how that blessed my heart. I ask you this morning, what is over in your life that you need to? Go and witness about and share with others. Can you share with them the transformation that has taken place? God uses everything that happens to us, the good and the bad, to make us like Jesus. He won't stop until the job is done. There are miracles all around us. If only we had eyes to see and I want to say this when you look at people it's a miracle if they are if their lives have been changed it's a miracle it's a miracle you need to say Lord thank you for the miracle of salvation don't just take salvation for granted it's an amazing thing that took place the greatest miracle that could ever have taken place was when the Lord totally transformed our lives and look at someone, and today when you look at someone, you say, Lord, thank you for this miracle before me. Because of this miracle, I'm blessed. And I'm so glad, and I'm so, I'm so thrilled that I could be part of this miracle. The changes he brings will be for your benefit in your life, not your destruction. We must allow the Redeemer to transform our pain into kingdom gain this morning. Yes, his power is immeasurable. He has power to expand his creativity and holding ability. He has power to arrange and rearrange things skillfully. And finally, he has power to complete what he begins. Amen.